0: Bless those guys. God's good. I'm still a little taken back in worship. Still there. The weightiness of our God. Hmm. Appreciated Tom's exhortation this morning about shut off your phones shut off your conversations because the king of glory is here and he is deserving of our praise and our worship and our honor and um, it's easy to get um, distracted in our culture and not to worship the Lord in the weightiness of what he deserves. Can I have an amen on that? And so our God is amazing, and today even as, we, uh, as I get into the message, we've been on the fear of the Lord for really a couple months, and um, even the fear of the Lord, it, we find out what kind of fear of the Lord we actually have and what we're walking in as based on how we actually worship Him, and when we have a low fear of the Lord, our worship is less weighty, it's, um, and that's a maturing process, I realize but um, god is really wanting to increase the fear of the lord in all of our hearts and there was just a weightiness that came over uh the service today on the fear of the lord and the weightiness of how good he is and so today god we as a corporate body we say you are good and uh, you are holy and father i pray that you would forgive us uh, for when we don't revere you and and we're not wowed by you Lord, we desire to be wowed uh, by you, to be amazed by you, to be our breath taken away, awestruck by your wonder and your splendor. And so, Lord, we just acknowledge you today. And I pray, God, even as I get into the word today, God, that you would help me to describe who you are and you would help uh, give us the words and the revelation to see you for who you really, really are. And so, Lord, we honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Praise God. Well, um uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> 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 Bless you, Sean. Bless you. God's good. He deserves it all. He deserves it all. Whew. Praise you, God. I'm not in a hurry today. Um, I don't know how far we'll get in this message. The Lord's been jacking me up all week. And uh, I appreciate several of you have emailed me. We've been talking about uh, the Scripture, and I'll put it up here real quick. This is the Scripture that we've been studying out of First Chronicles 29, verses 10 through 13 and um, it's a passage where King David really had had an understanding of who God was and uh, let's just read it together David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying praise be to you Lord the God of our father Israel from everlasting to everlasting yours Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God we give you thanks and praise your glorious name amen, amen. may god add to his blessing to the, his reading of that word amen and so all those words are underlined, lord the god everlasting greatness power glory majesty splendor is yours Lord, kingdom, exalted as head of, of, of over all, from you, ruler of all things, strength and power to exalt and give strength to all, are some of the words we've been studying over the last several weeks, and I've had several people, I had, uh, I believe it was Alexis, she shared, uh, uh, she was going into the splendor of God, and she was listening to the song Abba this a couple of weeks ago and how it really really brought in a greater understanding of god as splendor I had someone talk about how they were studying the glory and the honor of god and it led them to isaiah 43 4 and they began to see god as the god of love the god god as a redeemer and it brought, brought them calm and peace as they meditated on him and his characteristics and we all saw this in our bulletin insert last week where rob simmons he took that same scripture and he Because he's a a real art guy, kind of guy, and a marketing guy. He he put this in there, and he highlighted all those words as well. So, the word Lord, God, everlasting, greatness, power, glory, majesty, splendor, everything is yours. And he highlighted all those words. And so, what I've been doing over the last couple weeks is I've been studying those words myself. And so, but today what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that that next word that's highlighted by Rob, the God. Everybody say the God. the God. And I'm going to go into lots of different words today about the God and what the God means in that passage. And we're going to, you know, I don't have, have a clue how long this process is going to take uh, to get, get through this message. But it really is important that you do Bible study in your own home. It's really important that you take these words and begin to to, to look at them, to begin to discover for yourself, to get a revelation in your own heart about your God. Your God is amazing. Your God is amazing. And your God needs to be discovered. Your your God needs to be searched out in your own life. You need to begin to discover Him and the beauty of who He is. And so I'm going to pass through a couple of my... uh, PowerPoints, we're not even going to go through that, that one. And so today we're going to focus on the God. And, um, and so as I was doing my Bible study and I was, I was reading this, this scripture I've probably read at least 50 times over the last couple weeks. Hopefully you guys have read it a lot as well. But one of the things that stuck out to me before I even got to the word God, praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, the word God there, it literally means the word in the Hebrew is Elohim. But before we study Elohim and what Elohim means in this verse, I want to go to the, the very first word, and I know I have a pointer on here somewhere. Uh, is that? No. Is the word the. Did, did anybody, does that stick out to anybody else? You know, it doesn't say a God, it says the God and i i I got stuck on that word and i began to study that just the word the and 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 when the word the is used before a noun it is specifying something to you as a reader that word the is to talk it's it's bringing definition to the proper noun god and so i was looking at that And and the word the is to bring a uniqueness. It is to specify something special about God. He is the God. He is the Elohim is what that's saying in the Hebrew. And there's importance to that because in the Bible... Elohim literally means the mighty one. He is supernatural. He is not natural He has not got flesh and blood. He is supernatural. He is Almighty God, but Elohim literally means mighty one But the word the is literally it's like I would say uh, Trump is the president The president there's only one president of the United States he is the president The Queen of England, the Queen. She is the only Queen. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not saying that God is a God. It is saying that God is the God. He is the chief Elohim. He is the only Elohim. He is the high and lofty one. He is the God. It's like I would say uh, Eric is a player on the basketball team. I don't say Eric is the player on the basketball team. LeBron James is the player on the basketball team. You know, so the word the is some it's saying something to you as a reader that you need to understand and acknowledge that God is the God. He is the only God. And there are multiple gods, there are multiple religions within our culture, but God the Elohim, he is the God. Everybody say the God. The God. So we the word the is setting him apart. It denotes that God is unique. He's most important. He's well-known. He is the highest rank. He is the transcendent Elohim. Amen? God must become bigger, and that's what we're in this process to do. So I studied that word, and it just stuck out to me, so I thought I would share that. That's what happens to me in the Bible study. When I'm studying the Bible, certain words stick out to me. And when you're studying the Bible, when you're reading the Word, I really encourage you, when something sticks out and you go, hmm, It's 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 there for a reason God is putting a question mark inside of you so that you'll discover something So God is the God the Elohim And so we're going to dive into the word Elohim today and see what it exactly means and what God is trying to speak to us through that now God must become bigger And when I say God must become bigger God must become bigger in my understanding and in my revelation. He's already as big as He's going to be. God's size or God's value or God's importance, God, who He is, is not going to change. He is who He is. He is God. But my revelation of Him, my understanding of Him, my um, perspective of Him, has got to change. It's got to get bigger. We would, it, years ago, God, the reverence for God in our culture was much, much higher than it is today. And so people did things differently when they approached God. Years ago, the word God or the Lord's name in vain was never, ever done in public. I'll never forget when I was at Ball State playing pickup games and i used to play with guys and i would joke and they would go jesus christ and i would joke and say man you know him too oh man praise the lord i love god i love him as well but i was trying to make a point because the, the 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 lack of reverence and the lack of understanding who god is in our culture has really really went down and god's trying to increase that to where we revere him and we don't take his name in vain but we take it in honor because his name is so high and in our culture, I mean, we, we just, we blaspheme his name. So, we must dive, so when we're looking at the word Elohim, Elohim, to get an understanding of God's greatness, we have to get, we have to have an understanding of his name and of this. And so, what I've done is... Um, In Genesis chapter 1 it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth that's another that word God is also translated Elohim in that very first passage in the Bible Genesis 1 1 and So what we're going to do In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth this word Elohim actually is in the in the Old Testament 2750 times It is the most used name of god elohim and so what elohim does and as we get into defining this word in order to understand god you have to understand the nature of god his his characteristics of who he is are actually described in the word based upon his name so each of the different names of god highlight one aspect of his character But there's only one God, but God in three persons. But each attribute, the biblical writers, when they use the word Elohim, when they use the word Jehovah, when they use the word Jehovah Rapha, when they use the word, these words that describe God, all these names describe God in his nature and his character. They're actually describing something about his works. You, and what we're going to dive into today is we've got to discover all the, there are so many names for God in the, in the Bible. And I'm just going to I'm, going to, I'm going to hit a few today because those names of God actually literally, they are describing who he is. And so when you see Jehovah Rapha in, in the scripture, it's describing something about his nature. It's describing of, of something of his works. So when we we use the word Elohim, again, it is describing something about God. And so that's what we're going to dive into today, if you're with me. So the term Elohim literally means Supreme One. There's your definition. Mighty One, the fullness of might, absolute and unlimited in divine power and personality. He is the Covenant One. So when you see the scripture in that i just described in genesis chapter one oops i'm going the wrong way in the beginning god in the beginning almighty one created the heavens and the earth he is the supreme one so literally genesis 1 1 is saying the supreme one the the highest of the the transcendent one the highest of there are other elohim i'm not saying there are other gods there are other supernatural beings some demonic and some heavenly but he is the mighty one of the elohim amen and so that's what it means it means supreme one and it means almighty one the fullness of might it starts to describe his nature and so when we're in a struggle and we're, 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 we're needing the mighty one to show up. You need to know God as the supreme one. Can I have an amen on that? Because you do go through struggles just like I do. Anybody else have any struggles? So the Elohim, be, meaning supreme one, or highest in rank and authority. God is the sovereign one. He is the highest in rank. He's the highest in authority. He is the supreme one. Everybody say supreme one. It means he's supreme in power it means he's supreme in strength it means there's no one higher than him that's the god you serve does that make anybody excited yeah we got to know him that way and so the word l you notice the word elohim e-l-o-h-i-m e-l actually means the mighty one or supreme e-l and so Many times God is described like El Shaddai, El Elyon. There are many names of God in the Hebrew, and they all mean something different about God. Here are just a few of the names of God. Yah, Adon, (laughs) Adonai. And most of them you can't even pronounce, right? (laughs) You think I'm speaking in tongues up here, right? Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah rofi Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tiskanu, Jehovah Mekadesh, Adon- Adoniyah, El, Allah, El, Elion, El, yeah, yeah. See how hard it is? We don't speak Hebrew. These are Hebrew names of God. And when you're reading Scripture and you're seeing the word God. You may you're you're seeing actually one of these names when you're reading scripture, but you're needing to know the attributes of your God. Each of these names describe something that God has done. It, it it describes who He is, and if we the people of God, we have to know God as each one of these attributes because He is amazing and He is absolute. And so many times the 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 as you can see. Uh, down there with El Shaddai, El meaning mighty, Shaddai, we're going we're to get into that a little bit on the names of God because you really need to understand that God is the, because like El Shaddai means mighty in resources. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit later in the, in, the, in the message, when you're struggling in your finances, you need to know El Shaddai. If you're struggling in your health, you need to know you, you need to Je- no, know Jehovah Rapha. Rofi, however you want to pronounce it. Everybody <laughs> pronounces it different because we're not Hebrew scholars. Okay, you guys with me? So the words describe his nature. So we get a deeper understanding of the God that First Chronicles, that David was getting an understanding. David had a revelation of who God was. And David, because he had this amazing revelation of who God was, was it ha- he he literally gave everything he owned for the building of the temple of his God and we talked about that a couple weeks ago how he gave 110 tons of his own personal gold he gave 260 tons of his personal silver to make sure that his God got a temple built and that temple was amazing how it was all inlaid with gold and it was perfect in his in the building of that for God And that's what God is looking for in his people where we'll get a revelation and an understanding of who he is that it will extravagantly cause us to do extravagant things for the king of glory. Whether that's bowing down in worship or whether that's serving on a food kitchen or whether that's helping orphans or helping widows that our love for him, our understanding of him, it compels us to do supernatural things for his glory, and we want to bring his kingdom to the earth. Does anyone about it want to bring his kingdom? Well, if we're going to bring his kingdom, we have to know who he is. So, I can even make a list of those names, and you can actually start studying those. The reason I made that list, I'm going to talk about a few of those today. Bear with me, I've got a fever. I'm, I'm, I'm declaring Jehovah Rapha healing over me, and so I've been fighting something. I don't feel bad, but boy, I am sweating like a something. sweating it out in Jesus name he's my healer so all the names of God that we have listed in here and are in scripture are derived from his works everybody say that derived from his works so I can look at Alger Juleson I'm gonna pick on him today Al, just raise your hand that's Al if nobody knows him one of the attributes of Alger is what If you know him very well, he is a servant. He is a faithful servant. And so I would describe Alger as a servant. One of the top on my list. One of the other tops on my list would be the word faithful. Because his actions, his works describe who he is okay and that's the same thing we're doing with these names of god these names of god are describing god's works so you have to go and you when you look these words up to discover who god is the hebrew writers were declaring who god was based upon his works And his works describe who he is. So when I look at an Alger, I can describe to you who he is based upon his works. Okay? And that's the same thing that's going on here with God. So in order to know God, you have to know his works. And in Psalms 145, I'll show you this passage. David had it figured out. Oh my goodness, I am pushing the buttons too fast. Can you back it up for me? okay one more there we go psalms 145 david had it figured out david said this one generation will commend your works to the next and they shall proclaim your mighty acts the glorious splendor of your majesty and david said this i will meditate on your wondrous works David had it figured out. Why are testimonies so important in the body of Christ? Because they declare His works. Why was it that God said, put a memorial stone here where the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, and put a memorial stone here to remember what? The works of the Lord. And so it's important that you and I, and, and here's where I have fallen short, and, and we, Tom and I, we've started making a list of all the things that God has done in this church. The testimonies of healing, the testimony of deliverance, the testimony. I can remember the day Shelly Hanson got saved, and I mean, this girl was jacked up from everything. And I remember her getting saved, and I remember... The literally the, the God delivering her on that Sunday morning And it is a work because man that woman was transformed by the power of God You know and, and she's a different woman today, but if you'd known her in the day I remember the day when Chris Hansen came in here. I remember that dude, too. I mean the dude had a, 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 a Piece of hair on the back of his head like that with a ponytail about that long and we called him tackle box Because he had so many piercings. Not that there's anything wrong with piercings. I mean, it just makes you way more. But I remember the day that God got a hold of that man's heart. I remember the day when my son, who was paralyzed, and God supernaturally healed my son's legs. And the next week, he's playing basketball with me at the YMCA. God, in his works, his works describe who he is. And what we have fallen into a trap as a church is we are not warring with our testimonies, we are not remembering the testimonies. I remember when my wife could not bear children, but God, who who came in like a flood, and He showed Himself as Jehovah Rapha, and He healed her body, and she still has her plumbing. The works of God describe God as Jehovah Rapha because He is is healing. And we've, we've got to understand and we've got to realize that the works of God describe who He is. Because words do not describe God well. Because words cannot really even begin to to describe the magnificence and the splendor and the majesty of our God. And so it's important that we meditate on the works. Everybody say, the works of God. God. They will (laughs) proclaim the power of His awesome deeds. And so His actions, God's actions, God's works... Show his heart they show he's good. They show he's faithful So I'm going to give you another passage out of Psalms 91 This is one that we've talked about and I quote and I tell you what when I go to a hospital or I'm doing a visitation or whatever Man, this is one of my favorite passages psalms 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall rest in the shadow of the almighty He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall rest in the shadow of the almighty now We realize most high and almighty are a name of God Well, look at what the name is so he that dwelleth in the secret place of el el Shall rest in the shadow of El Shaddai again these words are describing who god is based on his works now let's look at what el Yon and el shaddai mean and i'm doing this so that we get an understanding that when we're reading the word we have to go a little further than just reading most high we got to go a little further than just reading almighty that actually we need to understand the very character and nature of god okay well Wow, I am struggling. El Elyon. Again, El, meaning most high God. El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. He's the originator of heaven and earth. So it's describing God as creator God. He is the top dog almighty, but he's the possessor of heaven and earth. He's the originator of heaven and earth. So... We'll get into the and the next one El Shaddai again Most High God Almighty God all-sufficient God El it reveals God's supremacy and sufficiency. He is mighty in resources He is eternal in resources. There is no lack in Almighty El Shaddai He is the resource all resources come from him. He is the all-sufficient one. So when you're not in sufficiency in finances, you're not in sufficiency in your emotions, you're not in sufficiency in any area of your life, you need to know God as El Shaddai. That's right. Okay. This is my Bible study, guys. That's all I'm showing you. So in your struggles, so if I reread this passage, whoops, golly, if we reread this passage, I'm going to leave that up there in just a second. And I reread this, and I read it this way. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God and possessor of heaven and earth and the originator of heaven and earth, if I, if I dwell in that secret place with Him, then I can rest in the shadow of of all sufficiency. I can have peace when I have lack because when I dwell in the secret place of El Elyon I can have rest I can have peace in the God of all sufficiency. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you, does it make the scripture read just a little different? Because you're realizing that God in his acts in what he does, he, this is who he is. He is not just a God of sufficiency. He is sufficiency. He is sufficiency. He is this all-sufficient one. Hope I'm making sense. So, so here's how it applies to our life. In your struggles in your life, you must know God in, by his works. And so, Let's say, I mentioned it earlier, let's say you are in a real financial pickle. Let's say you're struggling with fear. How am I going to pay my bills and all that kind of stuff? You've got to know Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah, most high, he is. And that word Jireh means the Lord is provision. And so, you've got to get in the Word. So, where was the first place do you think Jehovah Jireh was actually used to describe the works of God? It was first used with Abraham. And, 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 the, and, 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 and Abraham discovered the nature of God through the works of God. And so Abraham was going to sacrifice his son on the mountain because God said, go up on the mountain and sacrifice your son. And Abraham was obeying God. And he took his son, laid Isaac on the altar to sacrifice him. And and God seen that Abraham was a man after his own heart and that he was willing to obey him. And God provided the ram in the thicket. And then Abraham was then able to sacrifice the ram rather than his son. But again, it was this thing. And so God is not just my provider because he is provision. He, he is provision. But there's also a thing tied to obedience. Yes. The, the, the provision comes when I'm obedient to God. Because he is provision. And you've got to know him as Jehovah Jireh. My provider because the word gyra literally means the Lord will see and provide And so my provider I can be at rest I can be at peace as I obey God all my needs shall be met As I obey God and I trust in him as I Dwell in the secret place of the Lord Almighty I know my provision I know my needs will be met I can rest in Jehovah-Jireh, the God. But the God is described in many different ways. Are you guys with me? Okay. Another one. Sickness and health. Anybody have any sickness in their body? I have a fever and it is getting kicked out. It's getting kicked out. Sickness and in health. You need to know Jehovah Rofi, or Ropha. I don't care how you pronounce it. R-O-P-H-E, R-O-P-H-E. Rofi, Rofa? Jehovah Rapha? I don't care. It's somewhere in there. So what if you're sick? that's That, that literally, Jehovah, Ropha, Rafa, Rofi, whatever you want to say. The Lord is healing. Everybody say the Lord is healing. The Lord, is healing. The Lord that heals you. It literally means physical and spiritual health. Everybody say physical and spiritual health. Physical and spiritual health. And this is all coming from the scripture of the God. Because when you talk about the God, you've got to talk about all the names of God in order to understand the God. Are you with me? Okay, bear with me. The Lord is healing. It also means the Lord, the physician. (laughs) I am your healing. I am your healer. Say, God is my healer. healer. Does anybody want to know him that way? So in other words, I've got to meditate. So when I'm sick, if I'm struggling in my health, I'm meditating on the works of God that declare God as healer. So what am I going to I'm going to the all the scriptures about healing and where God healed so I discover God is healing so I can stand So that's what happened to our family years ago when we were having stress fractures with one of my sons Again, we went to the scripture and we found scriptures about God's healing and we found the scripture out of Proverbs 3 8 and 9 fear the Lord shun evil and it will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones And we stood on the scripture that God is our healer our deliverer and man It took some time, but as you meditate on God as your healer, you begin to see him for who he really is And so whatever the need is in your life. God is that Did you hear me any need you have in your life? He is the answer any need you have in your life You've got to discover God as that That's the application of this in our life. So, if it's the financial, oh, if it's the healing, what if it's the uh, depression and anxiety? One of the things that we're sensing, and even uh, Tony Costa picked up on it, was this suicide and and depression and anxiety. What if you're struggling with depression? Maybe you're thinking about killing yourself. What if those things are the things that are going through your, your mind? Guess what you need to discover God as? Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom, the name of God, the God of peace. The God of peace, the God of hope. You must know Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. The Lord is my peace. The Lord sends peace. And you have to meditate on his name. You have to meditate on who he is. Can I have a witness? Man, the God of peace jehovah shalom and where was that scripture first brought out that described god as jehovah shalom it was in the dark days of israel's history when they were being defeated by their enemies and depression and anxiety was building because they were afraid and god showed up for gideon and what god did with gideon is god said i'm going to be your peace And he says, get rid of 20,000 people. And what did they do? They went to battle with 300 people and defeated because God was their shalom. (laughs) Shalom. Everybody say shalom. shalom. Jehovah shalom. That is your God. That is the God. Jehovah Shalom. So, what if you're in a problem with guilt, shame, and sin? Maybe you're sinning all, you know, and you're struggling in sin, and you hardly want to come to church, and you feel so guilty, and you feel so shame, and you uh, want to withdraw. Anybody ever wanted to do that? You beat yourself up, you condemn yourself. Anybody ever done that? You must know Jehovah to sit canoe. Because that word describes God. He is the Lord, your righteousness. The Lord is my righteousness. Not myself is my righteousness. Not me, but you have to know the God of righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It says that He is my righteousness. He justifies me. He makes righteous. He is Jehovah Imkadesh is another name for God. And what does Imkadesh mean? It means He is the God that sanctifies you. He is the God that makes you holy. Do you see how these are the names of God and they describe who he is? It describes his work just like I was talking about Alger. Alger is a servant. I can say he's a servant because of his works. God by his works as redeemer. God by his works as sanctifier. God is his works as shalom, peace. God is his work, Jehovah Jireh. He provides for you when you have need. And So what I've got to do and in when I'm in a struggle is I have to get to the scriptures I got to war with the Word of God I've got to get in the Word and I've got to know what the Word of God says concerning who God is or What does the enemy do? Here's what the enemy does that's not God he don't care God's letting you down anybody heard those voices? There must be something I'm doing wrong. It's probably my fault. Probably so. (laughs) But even when it's our fault, God is our righteousness. God is our healer. God is our deliverer. God is our shalom. God is our rescuer. God is splendid. And we, like David, we must meditate on the God of hope the God of healing, the God, and get his understanding of who he is. And so we go back to the Scripture. David had an understanding. Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our Father Israel. You are from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, and the majesty, and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, you, you, yours is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from who? Who? Wealth and honor come from him. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all of us. Now our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Next week I'm going to start going into the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor of our God. What does it mean that he is all that? But I really want to encourage you. I I didn't even get through all of it today. But who is the God to you? I would really, really encourage you, any of you men in this house, you can go to our men's bathroom and you can see all the names of God on a poster. (laughs) All the names of God are in our men's bathroom. And women, it, 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 we will actually chaperone you in the men's bathroom if you want to go in there too. <laughs> Just make sure it's clear, please. We might, get, we might get a reputation that we may not want. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're the church. They're God that says anything goes. <laughs> but I would really encourage you this week to do some studying about the names of God. If you're bored in your walk with God, it's because you haven't discovered who God is. Because he's amazing. Amen. And if you have a need in your life, he's all of it. He's Adonai. Years ago, and I know this will really, I know frustrate Tom probably. Because it's a really old song. He loves new songs. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he loves them all. But I'm sure Amy Grant wasn't. His most popular artist, was it? I'll, I'll never forget that song. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El El Adonai. From age to age, you're still the same. By the power of your name. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El El Adonai. Those are all the names of God. And she was declaring by song the names and the glory of God. We've made God way too small. And we've got to discover God in all of His names, all of His character, all of His nature. It describes the nature of our God, His character. And He's even better than Alger as a servant. I mean, He's high on the food chain, Alger is. But God is the most high. Servant. Stand with me. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's only two or three more pages. no big deal. One of the things about our transcendent God is the transcendent, our transcendent God. I could talk to you teenagers right now and say you know where did God come from? Where did he come from? Who made God? (laughs) No one made God. He is and always has been. Whether you believe in God today or not, it doesn't change who He is. He invites you to know Him. He invites you into this realm of what we're talking about today. But He never had a beginning. And He'll never have an end. The Bible says He is the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. Basically saying he's the first, he's the last. He's the beginning, he's the end. There is no end to God. Can I have an amen on that? He's self-sustaining, he's self-existent. He always has been and always will be. (laughs) Who was, who is, and yes, is to come. Another thing about our God is he is everlasting. He is totally independent. He depends on nothing. (laughs) He is existing in and of himself. He has no needs. You can't get better than God. God's not getting better. He is best. (laughs) He is perfection. Everything that is not God is being sustained by God. God is absolute and standard of what is right. And you know what? Today, Tom did a great job of trying to get us to focus our affection on the Most High God. To focus on the Infinite One. To focus on the Holy One. The One who has no beginning and who has no end. The Elohim. The Mighty One. Today, Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship You. You are the Elohim. The Most High. There is none like You, God. And today, God, as a congregation, move on our hearts. Release a spirit of the fear of the Lord. God, release reverence in this house. God, release reverence in this house. Release an awe of who you are, El Shaddai. Release an awe of your nature and your works. God, that we might meditate on your works. For there is none like you, God. There is none like you. There is none like you. If I could have the altar team come up and the prophetic team right now, just guys come on up. If you're here today and you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Maybe you're here today and you didn't even want to be here. But God is drawing your heart and God is giving you an invitation to know him, the living God, this the God, this Elohim, this mighty one. Today is the day for you to know God and to know him in his goodness and his works. And our altar team, they will pray for you and they will minister to you. But what we're going to do is we're going to just turn the music up. If you need ministry time, if you need a heavenly perspective, you need to hear a word from the Lord, you can come over here on your right side. If you're wanting salvation or you're wanting to to come to know Christ, feel free to come up here on the left side. But we're just going to release all of you to just do what... uh, If you need prayer, to please come forward and have prayer. And if you're not, just please be quiet and just take your conversation out, but allow people to, to, to receive as they need. Amen? So, Father, we just dis- dismiss this service for your glory. And, Father, I just pray that you would reveal yourself to everyone. Lord, call. I just pray for a spirit of salvation to be released in this house. If there's anyone here that you don't know Jesus, we want to we help you to come to know him. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.